Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this podcast, we get Christine's advice on how to prepare for a second lockdown, how to accumulate first-class home setups, the importance of online banter, and gym buddies. All right, Christine, the world is heading into a second lockdown, or it somewhat has already, especially in Europe, um, America, not quite sure, but, um, you know, there's all sorts of things going on over there. But look, how can people prepare for this second wave or third wave in some countries, you know, around the, the bodybuilding routines that obviously got really quite derailed? What's your advice? To, to be honest, um, I think bodybuilders are very, very resilient and we're very, very routine-based and we're also very, very determined about our training. So from what I see in America in particular, say a lot of the competitions have been going on. I don't know how and I don't know where, but a lot of people have been training. Um, so, I, so I would say from that and just from being in certain um, fitness groups, particularly for, you know, you know, people my age, over 40 and stuff, people have, we have found a way around it. Now, whether that be because they're doing a, you know, in the garage kind of a workout People have been purchasing up little pieces of equipment here and there. So I think from going from, you know, one period of lockdown, maybe coming out of it for a brief period and then moving back into another one, I think a lot of people have, uh, whilst it's not mentally great because it's obviously very, very frustrating, I think a lot of people that probably have their their lockdown routine and they they kind of had that period of time where they were basically accruing equipment, learning exercises, using products which set them up for that so I know like I still get a lot of emails and and notifications from some of the gyms I had memberships with in the states when I'll be over there and they are still trying to do as much online work as possible and and progressing in that way so I think I guess it depends on every individual because there's obviously going to be some people who it was that relief of suddenly like okay now we can go train at a gym and the social aspect of it and then to be told suddenly oh no again, you're, you've been cut, cut off again. I think that that would be, for some people, that would be very, very difficult because it's like you kind of made it through and then you're just not ready for that second slap basically. So I think the main thing is that people do try to stay connected with other people um, and utilise, you know, the electronics and the the things that we have at our disposal to really connect with people and and talk about what they're doing and talk about the the kind of, you know, the experience and that and try to recreate that gym environment because the training aspect is one thing, um, you know, the, the the physical aspect and the, the, the health and the, the actual weight training. But I think it's that seeing people and the social side of it, which is maybe what, um, you know, people talking about, you know, mental health and it, giving them that relief. I think it is more just the general kind of social thing. So looking for fitness groups and looking for groups where people can share your workout, post your workout, comment on other people's workouts, talk about it and get ideas uh, is probably the the best way now. And it's, it's probably very easy for me to stand here or sit here and say that we're in Queensland, you know, we kind of had a very mild in a couple of months of lockdown and then we kind of moved straight back into the gym. So we are very spoiled or very blessed um, to be in a situation where it is, it's kind of business as usual, so to speak. So you've got, um, 
you know, but all, I guess what I'm saying is what I would be doing if I was in that situation, um, I would be accruing as much gym equipment as possible. Now I know when lockdown first happened, everything sold out, nobody could get anything. Um, but I, you know, I, I believe things have restocked now in most places and You're probably oversupplied as well. So there's probably some deals out there. Yeah. Or, or even, you know, crazy things if, you know, some gyms are shut down. Like, I mean, that's the sad reality that a lot of some smaller gyms just, it's not worth it for them. So this, this is, I guess just talking about what I know in America where you've got a two situations happening. You've got all your corporate gyms which essentially can't run because the you're potentially only allowed to have like 10% of your capacity. So for them to staff it, run it, all of the overheads, they're the ones that are kind of moved online and just kind of running the classes that they can, trying to keep people motivated, trying to keep them active. And that's really the main thing is just trying to keep some type of routine in your life and something is still eating healthy and still still being mindful of, of looking after your health but what but the the more independent gyms where they have been able to either move equipment outside or um control the number of people coming through they have actually been able to and I hate to say this, they jack the prices up. So they've gone from having to charge, say, $40 a month to being able to charge over $100 a month because they haven't got the competition from the cheap corporate gyms, but they've got the people that really want to work out. But um, but those those guys, you know, they're doing okay, but then some people aren't that lucky and they maybe are, you know, they weren't able to ride out the period of time when they were shut down. But so there's potentially even equipment if people have space to kind of, you know, pick up a few bits and pieces. Cause you know, once you have a, a bench, a bench press, you know, a bar, a barbell suitable for that, you've got some dumbbells, maybe you've got something set up as a squat rack. Then you, then you need to start looking at like a K piece of a cable equipment or individual different style benches or, you know, different handles. Like there's, you know, being as creative as possible, but, you know, say for example, back, you know, you suddenly want to start picking up a few individual machines, which specifically work your back because you're so sick of barbell rowing or chinning. Um, then that's where people might start looking around in different places. And if they do have the space, they start to build up a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a gym in their home if, if they have that ability. But if not, I think that just, you know, as I said, keep it, keeping what they keeping what they can going, and utilizing what's available online to get ideas for you know different workouts. Like I am seeing such a flood of you know no equipment workout, home workout. Like every second thing is really really focused around that. So I think that there's been a you know a huge shift. People have recognized that that's what people need, and they're putting out programs to adapt to that. And I believe that people will come back to the gym um, once it's once they can. But I think it's that um, you know in the meantime time if you need to do something then there's definitely if you look for it you'll find you know you'll find some really really creative solutions to keep you on track Mm. and to give you ideas as to like ways that you can work your body and hey you're going to pick up a few exercises that you're going to be able to bring into the gym um you know even something very simple like today you know we just using a rebo bar to do your triceps where it's it's essentially like what you would you know grab a dumbbell and you know do do an overhead um, dumbbell tricep movement. But if you don't have a dumbbell but you have a something, a heavy enough bar or something, then you can pretty much do something for triceps. So there's just looking around and being creative and seeing what you can actually use and make up some things. And if you feel it in that muscle, it's probably working that muscle. Um, so that's the, you know, that's the lockdown side of things. So as I said, I've obviously been a little bit blessed and not been through it. So I, and I hope I'm not kind of making it sound easier than what it is um, because I understand that, um, you know, it, 
for some people to be six months or so without training. But as I said, I believe bodybuilders are very resourceful because the competitions have gone on, the people have looked good, so they're obviously training somewhere, doing something. Plus it's a community of very mentally disciplined people. Exactly, yeah. That's, I mean, very, very determined. So I, I know that as a as a group, the, the bodybuilding communities, you know, they've figured it out. It's probably the, the more um, weekend warrior type people that maybe struggled with, you know, keeping on track and, and um, you know, People like me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then try to go running and yeah, because <laughs> that's always an option. But uh, but yeah, in America, like basically they shifted all of the competitions to the states that were open to places like Atlanta and Florida. Um, so the New York Pro was held down there. The Chicago Chicago Pro was held down there. So literally, they just kind of moved everything to where they could actually have it. And that's I mean they they found a way of making that happen. I guess and you know, on the flip side, then you know you got the coming out of it and, and getting back into the gym. So what I noticed in Queensland when things opened back up, they first obviously we had the, rest, the mini restrictions where you're allowed to have a certain number of people in at a time and there was either a booking system, um, you know, you were maybe only scheduled like an hour period and, you know, everything was very, very, very monitored and there was, you know, not a, like probably the hardcore people came back first and I think it was that little bit of a fear and that's the other thing too where I think in Australia we're very lucky because with the community transmission being like, you know, non-existent in Queensland and I believe in Melbourne it's it's come back to, to nothing that you can go out and, and you can be fairly comfortable that if you're in a, a place that you're not going to be coming in contact. So we're doing, you know, we're doing all the um, cleaning and sanitising. So every gym now that I go to has, you know, the spray bottles with sanitizer and wipes and in multiple areas and everyone's abiding to that cleaning the equipment down and, and doing the right thing and using towels. And, um, you know, it, it, it's not terribly different to what we were all doing before, obviously just not the actual sanitizer like most, you know, most people were using towels, but now there's that hand sanitizer around an actual sanitizer for the equipment. So abiding to those kind of things, but it's, it's slowly over the, um, you know, probably the last four months it's, you know, it's crept back and the gyms are as busy as ever. So everyone's back and it's almost like, you know, it, it kind of never happened in in a way in terms of just people aren't scared to be back in the gym. Like they're not worried about that, um, you know, getting it. But if you're, I guess, in Europe or America, even when it does come back through, I know a lot of the talk now that people have gyms set up um, and, and, and they've got used to training at home, I think, you know, I see the discussions going like, oh, are you going to go back to the gym once, you know, once this is all over? Because people have adapted and learned how to train but I sort of say like don't underestimate the social aspect of a gym um the the motivation that you get from other people and seeing other people do things and just getting different ideas or and even just you know seeing the same people every day like it's you know we are uh, um humans as a as a a species like people social creatures so we're social creatures yeah yeah so I think that um maybe um for people kind of or for the gyms as it comes back it's not going to be a big flood not everyone's going to storm back into the gym on the first day like they are going to drift back and that's what I kind of noticed up here like for the first month it was like you know just the it was the kind of you know 10 people in a section and um and then you know you another month later you turn around you're like oh my god what, there's like more people than there were before like it's mm-hmm. it's July why, why why are there so many people in the gym so it did have a little bit of a lag and then everyone's just become so much more mindful of looking after their health and um you know the importance of training on, you know, keeping your immune system strong, keeping you, you know, physically healthy so that you have less chance of, um, you know, getting really sick if you do get sick. Yeah, but but just coming back into it, 
if you haven't been training, I always stress to people like don't jump back straight into where you left off. You do need to remember that your body will de-adapt, um, particularly if you haven't been able to do like heavy leg work, like you don't realise like a 16 kilo kettlebell is nothing like 100 kilos under the squat rack. So you've probably had that period of time where you've kind of maybe had a maintenance um, and you've done what you can either, you know, body weight work or just some lighter work on your legs. And then you're going to go jump, get back on a, on a, on a 45 degree leg press. You're going to get under a squat where you are using like, you know, hundreds of kilos of weight, not just a, you know, a, a, a much smaller weight. So just be mindful of that. And, um, you're going to experience that soreness, um, and you want to kind of adapt back in and, and, and give yourself that time to get the fitness back again. Um, I know, um, you know, when we j- went back to the F45 and still now we're running, you know, ultimate timing, which means that we do more on the one piece of equipment before we move. So we don't have to be like, it, it's, it allows you to clean that piece of equipment and then move on and then, you know, you don't have to, if you gives you that little bit more rest time. And I know that as they've swapped back to some of the regular timing, we don't have as much rest as what we did on the ultimate timing. And just that little bit of five extra seconds of work and 10 extra, 10 less seconds of rest or something, you're like, oh my God, like what happened? Cause you do adapt to different things. So be mindful that, um, you you may have been training at home and you may have been training hard, but it's you, when you get back into the gym and you have that greater variety of equipment and you're doing more exercises or just different exercises that you do have to kind of pace yourself and, and you know, work back into it and retest your, your, your endurance, retest your strength um, and, and don't try to go, you know, too crazy because that's when you risk having injuries, which is, you know, then you don't want to have gone through all of that time and then, and then you put yourself out. Uh, for the sake of an injury. So ease into it um, as much as you might want to get out there and just go go crazy. And I guess remember that, you know, your muscle will come back. Like it, it'll, it'll come back in a month after you start training again. You won't even know that you weren't in the gym. So it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world for that. But hopefully, you know, the Victorians will be, you know, by end of the year, um, you know, everything will have settled back down and hopefully, you know, continues to improve the way that it has. And then, yeah, hopefully for um, Europe that they, um, that they're, they're faring a lot better. But uh, as I said, I believe that, um, you know, fitness, I think what this really, really showed us is that it's not a, it's not a fad, you know, people kind of underestimated um, how much a part of people's lives it was. And I know that's been a lot of people campaigning um, in different countries where the gyms have been closed to, um, to get it recognized as an essential um, service, I guess, or to get it recognized as something essential, um, which it is, you know, for, for physical health, mental health. I think it's something where. Mental health. The, yeah. The yeah. Really. I, I actually believe that, um, it's it's kind of sad that a lot of the politicians, it's, I guess it's fairly obvious that they maybe don't have the most um, physically fit lifestyle because they <laughs> they would have been a lot more. You're not talking about old Scomo there, are you? I'm talking about I, I'm, I'm talking about anyone across the world, to be honest. Like, because I know um, I was speaking to a guy in, in Canada who's he'd been heavily campaigning about you know the the importance of weight training to mental health and getting on a lot of talk shows and getting some some momentum behind that. And it's it's not just an Australian issue it's like across the whole yeah, world yeah. they think a brisk walk is is you know enough exercise and um you know they they need to kind of I guess like have that little bit of a shift and and um show you know show that recognize that it does actually have a major role because we're sitting here with all these problems and then we've got this solution to it right here and we're not actually encouraging that as a way to actually rehab people or to use it as an option 
instead we just go, oh, yeah, these people have a problem and, and either try to medicate them or something instead of actually getting them into a physical program because um, for the people who do train, they understand, you know, what how it actually works for them. So I think that it would be good out if what came out of this that people actually recognised or not people like, but political people and people who can make these kind of changes actually um, acknowledge the importance of it. And as I said, it's not just a, a fad or a nice to do, but it's actually a part of our culture and it's a worldwide culture, you know, bodybuilding. Could have been a good influencer there. Um, I'm not quite sure what role he did play, but I know he was um, he was definitely abiding to his trying to get people to um, quarantine, which is obviously like a major issue in America, getting people to adhere to that. Mm. But, yeah, as far um, as Facebook Lives, I think. But um, yeah, it would have been a, a great opportunity. I mean, as I said, I'm not entirely sure exactly what he did. I don't know if you saw um, what he was doing politically for that, but no. um, yeah, it would. Um, but I know, like Tony Doherty was um, doing a lot of campaigning as well. Obviously, you know, he's a runs the IFBB, um, pro, the Pro League in Australia and has obviously the Doherty's gym chain in Melbourne, uh, you know, heavily impacted by all of this. And I know he was campaigning heavily around that, um, you know, the impact of mental health because, you know, obviously having so many members where, um, you know, it's their home away from home and, and you know, you, the long-term impact of that on, on people. So, um, as I said, I, I hope that um, moving forward, like rather than making bottle shops an essential thing, that gyms would be seen in the same way. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so for the people that are in Europe or in their second or third lockdown, I think France went into their third lockdown. Is that correct? I, I might be factually incorrect, but either way, you know, for those guys, the community is the really important part to to make sure that you're talking to people, maybe even getting a remote gym buddy sort of uh, motivating each other along. Well, that, well, that's where, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm not sure of what specific countries have what, but I know that there's a lot of Facebook groups around fitness where, you know, it is basically people from all over the world. Um, if someone is a little bit isolated or um, not quite sure what to do, then you know, search out these groups. They're not hard to find. Um, and I know just, you know, myself from kind of like looking and... and um, even see- even the Aussie Muscle Guru Facebook page could be used for that, couldn't it? It could be, um, absolutely, if people want to reach out and, and start to, um, you know, either ask questions about what other people are doing, um, share ideas, that would be a really, really great vehicle because that's, you know, that's what we're trying to create here, I guess, is that people, you know, sharing their journeys. You know, I know one, my good friend Heather Foster, um, um, we made our project debut together. I know she often jumps in and puts some posts in there, which is really, really cool. I know she put something up of um, of Bev Francis and if anyone doesn't know who she is, she's a legend of Australian bodybuilding as well. I thought you uh, were. I am a, mo- a modern legend. Okay. <laughs> she's bef- she's predecessor of mine. But, yeah, if people um, would like to utilise that, then, you know, certainly the more that people interact, the more that people will join you and jump in and, um, you know, offer ideas and, you know, even we can jump in and do that. But um, if not us, there's, as I said, there's a lot of fitness groups around where people are talking about the kind of ways that they're dealing with things and, um, you know, sharing ideas and even just, you know, talking, you know, sharing workouts and that because it is it is part of what we like to do. I'm sure this is very, very valuable for a lot of people around the world. So thank you very much for your uh, wise words. No problem. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, recognise that these tips, they're free. So show your support by becoming a loyal international protein customer by jumping online, hunt our product down and hit that buy now button. So once again, like, share and subscribe to our podcast so we can continue to bring you these episodes from our one and only 
Aussie Muscle Guru, three times world champion, Christine Enville.